You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. For this episode, we'll be talking about John Lennon. John Lennon, Plastic Ono Band. In the room, I have Rob and Ben. Cookie. John Lennon, Plastic Ono Band is the debut solo album by English musician John Lennon and former Beatles. It was released on the 11th of December, 1970 on Apple Records. The producer was John Lennon, Yoko Ono, and Phil Spector. And the genre is rock, folk, and avant-pop. And from All Music Review, Stephen Thomas Erwine... The cliche about singer-songwriters is that they sing confessionals direct from their heart, but John Lennon exploded the myth behind that cliche, as well as many others, on his first official solo record, inspired by his primal scream therapy with Dr. Arthur Janoff. Lennon created a harrowing set of personal songs laying out all of his fears, angers to everyone to hear. It was a revolutionary record, Never before had a record been so explicitly introspective, and very few records made absolutely no concession to the audience expectations, daring the listeners to meet all the artist's demands. Which isn't to say that the record is unlistenable. Lennon's songs range from tough rock and rollers to piano ballads and spare folk songs, and his melodies remain strong and memorable, which actually intensifies the pain and rage of the songs. Not much about Plastic Ono Band is hidden. Lennon presents everything on the surface, and the song titles illustrate what each song is about, charting his loss of faith in his parents, country, friends, fans, and idols. It's an unflinching document of bare-bones despair and pain, but for all its nihilism, it was ultimately life-affirming. It is unique not only to Lennon's catalog, but in all of popular music. Few albums are ever as difficult and yet rewarding. All right, what do we think of John Lennon, John Lennon, Plastic Ono? Well, here's a a quick side note. Uh, Sure. Sorry to bust into it. I I didn't realize that he was in the Primal Scream Therapy uh, when he did this. Uh, One fun fact I know about Primal Scream Therapy is that Tears for Fears was so broke and so depressed that they couldn't afford to go to psychologists to get the primal scream therapy, so they put out the hurting, uh, which was the their version of like 
I can't see a psychiatrist, so I'm gonna get it out this way. Wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, aside from that, uh, weird fucking tidbit. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised nice. with uh, John Lennon's solo stuff. I kind of found myself like leaning more towards him and George Harrison stuff in the the Beatles repertoire. And I'll be honest, like I think John Lennon by himself is way fucking better than he ever was with the Beatles. Yeah, it gave him a bit of room to. At least on this record. I, I can't speak for things that will be happening in the future. I think you'll be happy with... I mean, yeah, I'm sure you've heard the song Imagine, <laughs> as we all have. But there's some... He gets a bit... Uh, how, how would you say? A little more dreamlike. He has a sort of way of putting things that he keeps a rock and roll backbeat to almost everything he does. But it has... It can be like piano ballads. It can be anything... And he's got a real nice, like, grit voice, like that sort of, like, you know, growling voice that can really come out, which does come out, obviously, with his, like, screaming within this album. I mean, especially he's going for it. And Well, Well, Well. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's literally losing his voice, ruining his voice, I think. You ever listen to, like, uh, like Walkman or Hamilton Lighthouser solo stuff? No. Uh... Like, like late late mid two thousands Walkman uh, frontman Hamilton Lighthouser who's now got solo stuff. I'm into him, and I never really made the I drew the tangent from like like John Lennon vocal stylings to him. But especially when I was listening to the song uh, Mother, like I can hear like the influences that like years later Hamilton Lighthouser was pulling for like vocal delivery, not so much the primal scream stuff. But just like the the general delivery of that, I have I had never listened to this album before. This cool, I love this record. Nice. I thought it was so cool. I like John Lennon in power trio format. It's just guitar, bass, drums, Wait. and then there's some piano once in a while. But the ba- it's a three piece band. It's him. He's got Ringo on drums, and then on bass he's got Klaus Vormann. Who I only know as a visual artist, he did the the Revolver album cover. Apparently, a good bass huh. player. All right. And then he went on. He produced uh, that band Trio that did Da Da Da. A do do do. You did yeah. some digging, or is it yeah. Da Da Da? Yeah, that one too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had I had no idea. He's got some he's got some tasty bass lines on this. But no, I I like John Lennon in this sparse stripped down three-piece rock band uh i know phil Spector gets credit as a producer i also know he wasn't really around that much but the yeah the production just great it's 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 stark and it's crystal clear it's like elegantly simple and every song every song is like is as emotionally draining as it is catchy yeah you know like i, I found find, i find myself humming these songs these melodies and then, like, and once I start actually listening to him, I'm like, just like, oh, my heart. Yeah. You know? Such a cathartic album to, yeah. to listen to and kind of almost go through his, like, journey, his, like, pain of, like, getting out of this, which is very strange for, I know we, we're kind of joking about how the Beatles, oh, they have everything and, and uh, sort of they were, you know, top of the world and everything. So to come back with, this or to do this as his first solo album is kind of striking of him just you know it's like they went to india they tried to decompress there and something just didn't work out and so it's like his like 
next iteration of, all right, now I'm out of the Beatles, and now I have to literally clear my head of the psyche of, of well, all of this. Wasn't specifically the guru they were following uh, that John Lennon was like, John had a bit of a You're falling a out with, yeah, the, shit. with the yeah. He yeah. had a, uh, and that was over some. It was a, r- a rumor. Yeah, that was yeah. over some stuff. But I think also, he, I mean, he had insomnia when he was over there. It wasn't, it just didn't work out for him for, you know, one reason or another. And this seemed to be like, I need to make this record that is literally about like every shitty thing that I've ever gone through or thought about in my life you know which, I read, is, which is very cool yeah it's that, it's amazing too to come from a what you would say a, a popular like a boy band sort of like poppy and then yeah, get out of there this and is then, like timberlake's first record and man then, <laughs> <laughs> and, all, he's all grown up the the book said something the the the, the thousand album book said something about this uh I, I could read it verbatim if you got a thing but uh it was about how uh, Lennon started writing songs that would close the curtain not only on the 1960s, but also on his past, all 30 years of it. For John, this was not just 1970, this was year zero. And I thought that was cool. And there's songs on this, like about like like that that John Lennon that you knew, that Beatles superstar John Lennon, that's done. Like now, like, he's like, if you even got the line, like, uh, like once I was the walrus and now I'm John. Yeah. You know, yeah. It just, I thought that was a really cool perspective to take. Just like, cool. this is the beginning of, like, of, of, of now, you know? Yeah. I'm not gonna say coming out with this like straight out the bat off of a uh, you know the the success of the Beatles is any way shape or form like a brave move. I think that a man who could have bought multiple islands and was like looking to figure some shit out and also is a an accomplished artist like did exactly you know what someone in that position should do is like you know put your fucking Put it, put up or shut up, and he, he put up, and it fucking it rips, man. Yeah, yeah. it's like a really good, really good record. I was so surprised, like, <laughs> because I kept thinking, like, man, fucking wings is gonna be coming up, and like, just, or, or, like Ringo uh, like, stars, uh, all star. Uh, oh god, <laughs> uh, and, and like immediate, like, like you know, my I'm my, to... my thought of like John Lennon stuff is like imagine, like you know that it's fine, but it yeah, like. This has grit and like you know some some rock stuff going to it, and that motherfucker could write a hook. Yeah, like mm-hmm. all these songs have a good hook, and I I, I don't know. I I think he did. Uh, th- this is way better 
than what I recalled with him doing the Beatles. Honestly, I thought that Grady was going to show up just because we were talking about a Beatle. I thought like, <laughs> his spirit would be he summoned here, and he'd be he'd just be standing in the corner, <laughs> clanking a glass, <laughs> mumbling softly to himself. Um, but no, I, I, I would have liked to have heard his his opinion on, on solo Beatles stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested, too, because we're going to be getting uh, the George Harrison. All things must pass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's... It's very similar to this. I'm uh, not exactly, but it has a, a kind of a similar vibe. I, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you know that? I guess you know we we know that the book is chronological by year, but not by release date. Yeah. So uh, so we haven't covered all things must pass yet in the book, but in in real life in 1970, all things must pass was already out when this album came out, and. This was the album that unseated All Things Must Pass at the number one slot on the British radio charts. Really? So that was number one, and then this was number one. So a song or a, an album that has is this the second fuck that was put on to record um, off of uh, Working Class Hero? At least that we have covered. That we've covered. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not too sure either. But it, there's two fucks in Working Class Hero. So second and third. Surprisingly. <laughs> uh, maybe the first with two fucks on, on a record. <laughs> Call up Guinness. <laughs> Working Class Hero is a cool song. It's uh, Yeah, I, I did not know that it existed. Yeah. And I was like, man, Jarvis, you've been fucking <laughs> drinking this Kool-Aid for a minute. Maybe you should give old John's estate some money. <laughs> I'm speaking, of course, of Jarvis Cocker, of uh, of Pulp. Right. <laughs> Did you know that, uh, so, like, this is the first time I'd heard this album, but I knew a few of the songs, especially the song Love, which, you know, is on every John Lennon Greatest Hits compilation. I did not know that. That's Phil Spector on piano on Love. So that's neat. Yeah. That's a little tidbit of, tidbit of information. Yeah. yeah, that's the only song he actually plays on, isn't it? On but, this album? Yep. Was he not strangling models at that point in time? Oh, he shoots them. Okay. <laughs> Phil Spector's a bad man. <laughs> yes. Good, good producer, bad person. Yeah. Decent piano player, turns out. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Need n- nimble hands to, to stab a person. I thought the song God was really cool. I thought it was very cool, too. I like, I like, it's kind of like broken into three parts, and I like each part of it. What's the, the the line of the first song uh, in the first part? Is God is a concept by which we measure our pain? I'll say it again. God is a concept by which we measure our pain. And then he goes through the whole list of things that he doesn't believe in. And the last one being the Beatles. And then the third part where he's kind of like, now we're in the now. Like this is the the John Lennon. That like the third part of the song God. I think it's so like it's such a good vocal delivery. It's very nuanced. It's a it's it's a good one. They they did it right. Yeah, he did a great job with the, with this album, which is I, I'm. It's hard to imagine that you're in this state of mind, but you're still able to cohesively uh, bring this like the the structures within these songs and perform them how how they're performed. A lot of nuance and subtlety within this album, which surprised me, going from things like mother in that well 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 like him shouting that sort of uh therapy yeah uh, you know of him like getting it out also 
brought in a lot of like introspective it's a lot of almost ups and downs it's emotional album which is it's strange it's from song to song you feel sorry for you empathize you are angry with every step of the way which is is amazing you hear that he had to cut his therapy short before yeah i did hear that (laughs) he basically got here started therapy and then they're like oh you need to leave the country your visa visa expired expired. (laughs) so he he got just enough of his like i got the idea (laughs) so basically what you got to do is you got to scream he was like okay i gotta go but i'll take it from here Uh, I started, yeah, I started reading about the therapy, like what that would involve, and it sort of was going back in trauma-based psychotherapy, uh, and they, which is like repressed childhood pain that you relive uh, in a certain way. Yeah, and so definitely had interesting. He had a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, from his. Mother leaving him. Yeah, so his dad left him as a baby. Yeah. Then his mom, he didn't live with his mom. She lived on her own. And he saw her sometime. And they, they, he knew her. He reconnected he, with her. But he never had her. Right. You know? And then when he's 17 years old, she's hit and killed by a drunk off-duty cop. Yeah. And then he starts the Beatles. And, like, never really processes much. Like, all of a sudden, like, you're doing this thing. And now the Beatles are done, and now it's time to work on that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, sometimes you just gotta... Shout. (laughs) Shout. (laughs) Let it all out. These are the things I can do without. Come on. I was gonna say write a brilliant album. I'd say songs from the big chairs are right too. Songs from the big chairs, fantastic. I got hints too of I know we've kind of talked about it before, but I mean Nutra Milk Hotel and that sort of um Oh yeah cathartic um singer songwriter kind of stuff. So you know, Yoko being a visual artist and uh, that d- dabbles in audio art, and John Lennon being an audio artist that dabbles in video uh, visual art, they collaborated frequently before they were married and then after they got married they decided to just credit any future collaboration to they would just call it plastic ono band if ever it was something that they were both working on it gets filed under plastic ono band so yoko also has an album called yoko ono plastic ono band which i haven't heard but it was released on the same day as John Lennon Plastic Ono Band, and they have almost identical album covers. Yeah, it's slightly yeah, it's, slightly different. So the album cover of John Lennon, it's them both in a park sitting under a big tree. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
and Yoko's is the exact same picture, only they're in a slightly different position. Like she's in the John Lennon one, she's leaning on a tree, sitting behind him, and on hers, she's like like laying on her back, like between his knees. But other than that, it's the exact same album cover. Well, I bet that was incredibly confusing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's, for some. It's, I wonder how many people's grandmothers got them the wrong one for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> You said you liked Transmorphers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you see, it's reversed. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of the album, though? I I liked it a lot. I I would listen to it again. I'd totally put this in a positive. Cool. I would pay upwards of $30 for a clean clean original copy. Clean original. I want a nice cover. I want no scratches. I would pay upwards of 30. I would like to pay less. Yeah. But it's one of those things where I've never seen this in a record bin. And I look through a lot of record bins. And I haven't been looking for it because I'd never listened to it before this week. But I would notice a John Lennon record. Yeah. And I haven't seen this. All right. Uh, I'm in the same. Total positive. I mean, this... It... It's strange to have all these Beatles albums, you know. We kind of thought we were a little bit done with the Beatles, obviously not with Well, we are all done with all, all these. Well, the yeah. Beatles. But with the members of of the Beatles, but this this does present something new and original and this does kinda, not sound like a Beatles album. Doesn't sound like a Beatles album and it has it doesn't sound like albums that were out around this time. I mean, there are some, but the way that it's presenting like the self-reflection self-introspection i could say maybe a leonard cohen but this is a lot more just personal me i'm talking about myself Mm -hmm. but not in a way that it feels off-putting is nilson doing anything yet at this point he is and eventually they'll collaborate yeah yeah uh yeah, I was also going to bring up their late night screaming, uh, which I was wondering when listening to Well, 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 if that wasn't one of their sort of like late night where they'd have these like scream offs, which kind of ruined their voices. They had such amazing <laughs> voices, but at the same time, they were just like, let's see how loud we let's get <laughs> let's messed up. up and see how loud we can scream in a recording studio. And so I could definitely see that happening with like Well, 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 or him sort of telling Nielsen, you know, this is how I got through my depression. Or Those two had some wild evenings. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Didn't they get kicked out of the Troubadour once for, like, heckling whoever's on stage? It sounds right. They, I remember stories about them, and we can tell more when we We're get to... We're probably going to get to, to Nielsen. Oh, we will, yeah. yeah. Nielsen's... Schmielsen. Nielsen Schmielsen is coming <laughs> right up. But yeah, they literally were like nonstop partying. Sad parties. Time. Yeah. Let's party to escape our feelings. Type of parties. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ben, you'll be happy to know that according to Discogs, this record can be acquired from lowest $5.62 to highest of $33.71. Oh, cool. Right. So Medium is $13.48. Now all I need to do is happen upon it. Mm-hmm. All right. Next time we'll be talking about uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, Deja Vu. Oh, oh. I've got deja vu. Yeah. All over again. All right. Thanks, y'all.
Montreal. 